0: See it high and let it fly. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our special guest, Mark Brooks. And welcome to Sports Saturday. This is the 15th club on KLBJ Radio, proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance, ABC Bank, with assistance from Zilker Belts, Adele Golf, Donald Ross Sportswear, the Muni Conservancy, Maudie's Tex Mex, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel and the Salt Lick Barbecue. We're coming to you live from the iconic Dirty Martin's Place, the long-time, ancient hamburger joint right here on the drag. Your place to come before or after any Longhorn game as we are watching the Longhorns. They're, they're about to begin the fourth quarter over at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Scotty, it's still close. It's 21-6. to 6. The Longhorns just went for it within, uh, within the five-yard line. They don't score. And uh, Texas still leads 21-6, to only three points so far in the entire second half, and that was a field goal
1: by BYU. Well, far be it for me to question our coaches, but I'm going to do it anyway again. you got to take the three points and get a three-score lead. Uh, Indeed you do. Scotty, you're exactly right. Uh, I think we just scored anyway.
0: We didn't score. Malik, we didn't. M- Malik Murphy went for uh, Xavier Worthy in the end zone from the 40-yard line, but they don't score. I'm with okay. you, Scotty. You, you gotta, you gotta get points. Last week, it almost cost the Longhorns when Steve did not go get points. And again, we see it again. The Longhorns don't get points, and they lead 21 to six. So we'll keep you up to date on this Longhorn game. The big story of the day in college football: the Kansas Jayhawks upset the Oklahoma Sooners this afternoon in Lawrence, Kansas, 38. 38- 33 38 33 was the final score and i know a longhorn a lot of longhorn fans are very giddy about this but let's just state the facts this does not help texas in their quest
1: to get to the final four no i agree and i tell you what else doesn't help texas i don't think is the way houston just got thrashed today 41 to nothing by kansas state who comes in here next week yeah next week's game is going to be a big one
0: because kansas state is playing really good football right now they annihilated the houston cougars 41 nothing as Scotty said and remember uh they barely lost to the longhorns last week kansas state is coming in on a roll the longhorns um they got quarterback issues let me just say that we were all looking forward to malik murphy the young man from california making his first start in a long long time he has been less than Sterling today, 14 of 22 for 147 yards, one touchdown and one interception. And he had a crucial fumble in the red zone in uh, the first half of the game. So he's playing like a guy who's not played in a while,
1: Scotty. Well, he is. And let me ask Mark Brooks Mark, do you think that it's time to bring in? Our number three quarterback, just to give him some snaps. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. I
2: think I'm going to leave him over there on on the bench. Okay. Well, I. Would- we things are under control. It's not what we want, but yeah. uh, I mean, got, like you said, Ed, he's got to get his feet wet.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think we're going to see Arch today. I think he's going to get uh, Malik as much time as he can. And we don't know about the status of Quinn Ewers for next week. Steve told us it was going to be a week-by-week situation, and it could be a week-by-week situation. Maybe he could have some sort of a, um, miracle in his shoulder and come back. But, yeah, Malik—it's Malik, Malik's right now, and I don't see Arch coming in unless something uh, calamitous happens in the last ten minutes of this game.
1: Well, you made a phone call to me last weekend on Sunday night and said it's three or four weeks before he comes back. Well, where did you get that information?
0: Well, uh, from the head coach. The head coach okay. says it's it's week by week. That's, where, that's what he's saying. I still think, and you're, yeah, I did tell you that, I still think it's going to be because medical professionals are saying that okay. to come back from that type of injury. But the bottom line is, man, that Kansas State score today, they've got a young, hot shot, red shirt freshman quarterback Who is really lighting things up. We'll get some stats on him, but it is it's a strange day because, you know, there was a big roar at the stadium when we heard the score that Oklahoma had lost, but in the press box, we're all kind of going like, we three are going to kind of go, "Uh uh-oh, this may not be great because at the end of the day, you look at who you lost to. And even though Kansas has a good team this year, they don't have a great team. And unlike the Pac-12, where Washington beat Oregon. Oregon is beating uh, Utah today. So it's it's an interesting dynamic about who will win uh, the beauty contest in this thing. Right now, Oregon is killing Utah. Oregon 35, Utah 6. Remember, Utah got by USC last week late, and we thought, well, great win for Utah. They're going to be right, ready to go for, for Oregon. Uh-uh. And speaking of USC, at halftime, the mighty Cow Bears are defeating USC 28-17. Lincoln Riley might be saying, well, yeah, I'm interested in a pro coaching job now.
1: I don't know, but... Well, uh, the last thing I did when I walked out of the casino in Las Vegas last night, I bet on USC. Did Minus you really?
0: <laughs> Yes, I did. Well, right now 20. you need some help there, Kimo Sabi, because it's 28-7. Uh, elsewhere in the Big 12 this afternoon, our score... Texas is threatening right now. They're inside the 11-yard line. Malik Murphy back to pass, looking, 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 throwing, throwing, throwing. (laughs) Too far. Way late. Way late. And uh, it's going to be a second down for the Longhorns. 21-6, Arsworth, the stadium. Iowa State over Baylor, 27-12. Watch out for that, Iowa State Uh, uh, Cyclones. Texas has to go to Ames late in the year.
1: Can I ask you a question? What's this? Are those guys that... Bet are they all off the team for the whole season? No,
0: they're not, Scotty. It is the most Mickey Mouse NCAA rule. It depends on how much they bet. If they bet five hundred or over, they got a slap on the wrist and go to a class. If they bet thousands upon thousands, they're suspended for a few games. It's it's such a Mickey Mouse deal. So some of them are going to come back later in the season. Oh, some of them are back, Scotty. Some of them are already back. Yeah. Wow. They're already back. So elsewhere in the Big 12, as we said, Kansas State, who will be at the stadium next Saturday. And we don't know the start time. We should know tonight. If, this, if Texas continues to win, this is going to be a huge game next week. Kansas State wins 41 nothing. West Virginia over UCF 41-28 a little later tonight. Cincinnati at Oklahoma State. Speaking of Oklahoma State, you got to realize that the Boomer Sooners have to go to Stillwater next Saturday in the final bedlam of the bedlam series and there's a longhorn looks like it's a touchdown by jonathan brooks yes it was a touchdown for jay brooks so the longhorns extend their lead and they're covering are they covering the spread now it was 20 and a half 20 and a half so 21 27 yeah. yeah. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> for sir now. for now for <laughs> a half point uh, under 13 minutes to play mark you look like you want. well to
2: oklahoma play. also has west virginia
0: they do. On the schedule. But it, it, yeah. that game is in Norman, which will be a little more friendly territory.
2: And then B, they close with BYU and TCU in Fort Worth. Yeah. It's the best scenario you have is you still winning out, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Because right now Kansas State has two losses. Yeah, Kansas State lost the nail-biter to uh, Missouri, yeah. and Kansas State also lost to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a strange one for me. Listen, right now, I'd give Oklahoma State a fighting chance of beating the Oklahoma Sooners next week in Bedlam. I really would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark was the captain in this week's Hannon Cup at the beautiful Driftwood Golf Club. Unfortunately, Mark, team's loss to the amateurs. It was great competition there, wasn't it, Kimo, Savi? It was.
2: It came down to a point. We uh, We jumped out to a good lead in the morning session. I believe we were... Four and a half to one and a half up, so we had a had a nice lead, and then we uh, managed to squander that away. Well, it but was, it was close. It, it was close. It was great competition. The it best. was fun. The amateurs did great. Yeah, yeah. Michael Cooper played great. Yeah, he's a
0: good guy. Good guy. So the amateurs played great, and it was a lot of fun because our friend Brando Chambly of Golf Channel was here, uh, Mark's old teammate at the University of Texas, and. We're going to take a break, and after this break, we're going to hear from Brandel Chamblee and hear more about the handing cup, but we can tell you right now, well, son of a gun. Let me just say, I was a little too excited. They're on the one. The Longhorns have not scored. They're on the (laughs) one-yard line, 21-6, to so here we go again. Fourth and one. Fourth and one. He's not taking points. He's going for the jugular. This backfired not too long ago for the Longhorns. Hey, you got Malik Murphy on the one. He's under center, thankfully. He's not in a shotgun formation, and there's confusion on the play, and Steve Sarkeesian is shaking his head, and he's taking a timeout. We'll take a timeout, too. More on the 15th Club on KLBJ Radio, brought to you by our friends at Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. More on the Longhorns and a visit with Brando Chambly when we return to Dirty Martins here on... News Radio 590 K O B J. Welcome back to Dirty Martin's Place on near the campus of the University of Texas. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our friend Mark Brooks. This is a 15th Club proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Let's get you what happened on the football field. Fourth and one. Jonathan Brooks with a carry. And the Longhorns turn the ball over again. So the last two possessions of the Texas Longhorns, and that was more than one, fellas. That looked like that might have been fourth. Might have been fourth and one from the two and a half. <clears throat> but Jonathan Brooks was stuffed at the line of scrimmage. So the last two drives, instead of kicking field goals and getting points, Steve Sarkeesian says, uh-uh, we're going to go for the touchdown. And it remains 21-6 to with 13-10 to play in the game. It's really, really, really strange. BYU with the ball in the shadow of their own end zone yeah
1: well i understand trying to let your offense gain some confidence but you've got to get the three score lead yeah it's 21 to 6 24 to 6 really the game's probably over
0: yeah i think so too scotty and uh this puts a lot of pressure on the texas longhorn defense who's played exceedingly well today you know going into this game the longhorn defense was much maligned after last week's uh, game against the houston cougars when they won the game. They didn't play particularly well in the second half, but now the defense is, is is playing well this game. But, man, that six points would have been a lot. That would have been a 27-6 to six score uh, for the Longhorns. But now BYU has the ball back. Well, we talked about the Hannon Cup. This is the annual golf match between the best amateurs in Austin versus the best pros in Austin. And our great friend Mark Brooks with us this afternoon uh, was the captain of the pro team. Our friend Gary Grissom was a, a captain of the amateur team. And uh, just wonderful golf all week longer for for two days I should say on Wednesday and Thursday out at the Driftwood Club and as Randall told us before the break uh, his team fell by a point to the amateurs really kind of neat though uh, Mark's former teammate Randall Chambly a great Longhorn who now is an analyst for the Golf Channel and one of the most outspoken uh, people on tour was in uh, Austin I had the opportunity to. Uh, be at the dinner, a uh, hand and cup dinner, on uh, Monday night. And after the dinner, I had a chance to visit with our friend Brandel Chambly. Brandall how is the state of golf right now in your opinion?
3: I think it's under an existential threat uh, like it has never been under before. Now I'm talking about the professional game because the amateur game is booming. Uh, globally, it's booming. game's never been more popular, it's never been more diverse, but uh, I think it takes its cues from the professional game and uh, so it could lag behind the, I think, irreparable harm that's been done towards the professional game, which has been tilted towards greed, but even more than that, I think it's under existential threat uh, for being bought. Uh, There's a, there's a, a thought that it could be completely bought by the Saudis, and when I say the Saudis, I mean MBS. MBS controls the fund that pays for Live and that would buy the game of golf. So it's really one person. So it's under existential threat. So if you care about the traditions of the game or the future of the game or the well-being of the game or the philanthropic foundation of the game, um, you know, it's up to all of us to, to voice our opinion that, uh, that we shouldn't let that happen. Are we a long way from a supposed merger between Live and the PGA Tour? Well, I certainly hope we are. You know, that proposed merger, which I think that was June 6th, uh, I'm not optimistic that it's going to happen. It may well happen. But if it does happen, the way I understand it, there's enough uh, private equity money that is ready to come in that would dilute the influence of the PIF, the Saudis, down to at least what I would consider something that's tolerable, dilute it down to, say, 10%. Like, For example, if the Saudis or MBS owned all of Uber, I'd never take an Uber. I wouldn't take one, but they own 10% of it. Um, I do, I I take Uber occasionally. It's a hell of a product they do a great job. Uh, And I can can live with the fact that they own 10% of it, not the majority of it. Uh, The sad fact is that maybe private equity is gonna have to come in and dilute the Saudis down to, I would say, a palatable and understandable, tolerable level in the game of golf. Um, Worst case scenario, I I hope that's what happens. But if that happens, that still may tilt the game away from its philanthropic foundations. It'll become more about profit and less about charity. And if that happens, we have trouble having enough volunteers because people volunteer because they get to leave work for a week to do something for charity. If it's no longer for charity, if it's for profit, volunteers can't go and take a week off to go do something. So you end up without the volunteers to do these jobs for the PGA. It just turns the game on its head. Phil Mickelson said last week he expects more members of the PGA Tour to go to live. Do you believe that? Well, four players from Live got relegated. They got kicked off the tour. So, sure, you know, there'll be four other players that go to Live, but they won't be players that are, are of any interest. There are very few players that, that drive interest, that move the needle, and those players are not going. The, the ones that wanted to go went and they were largely the players that were injured and thought their career was winding down or weren't playing well and that even includes Phil Mickelson even when he won the PGA Championship he was on our set that night and he said to me this would probably be the last tournament I ever win on tour he knew it you don't win golf tournaments in your 50s um you know it happens you know it's happened four or five times in the history of the game uh so look he knew it was winding down he took the money so nobody of nobody of interest, you know. Rory's not going to go. Sheffler's not going to go. Spieth's not going to go. Uh, and if Patrick Cantley decides to go, or Sandra Shoffley, well, you know, I'd say there goes their legacy. And they're not needle movers. They're good players. They're fine players. Uh, but they're not. Nobody buys a ticket to go out and watch Patrick Cantley. Um, they go out, and he's a good player. A really good player. Um, But if they want to take the money, if they want to go, um, you know, I think their legacy will suffer. And I think their golf games will suffer as well. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Welcome back to Austin. Continued success. Where are you living now? And uh, for that, some of your Longhorn friends,
0: where's your life now uh, besides Golf
3: Channel? Well, thank you, first of all, Ed. It's a pleasure to be back here and nice to talk with you. It always is. I live in Scottsdale. My wife and I do. And we've been out there since Golf Channel moved up to Connecticut. We moved back to Scottsdale. Um, And we love it there. Uh, We do. Uh, I have been back to Texas a few times looking for homes. So we toy with the idea of moving back here. So that may happen. But for the most part, we're in Scottsdale when I'm not working. And my wife loves golf more than I do. So uh, when I'm home, her and I'll go out and play some. But uh, but we're doing we're doing fine. Uh, I got three kids who are 26, 21, and 20, and they're healthy. So I thank God every day for that.
0: Lee, uh, who was in Austin this week for the Hannon Cup, uh, dear friend of yours, Mark Brooks. Uh, you played with Brandel. How many years?
2: We pl- I played three years here, and then. Ten or twelve on on I'm the big sure tour. Yeah. Yes.
1: Anything that uh, struck your fancy there, Scotty? That he said? No. And I agree that Can'tley probably is the one guy that might jump over to to live. Uh, Mark any others that you think could be? I I think
2: there's a lot of candidates. I mean, it's probably not going to be the Spieth or Scheffler. Let's just use those two. Yeah. Zalatoris, guys that have already turned them down that we probably know got some pretty healthy offers. Well,
0: Brandall told us that Zalatoris. Was offered $100 million and then they came back with $130 million and he I, said,
1: I'm, I'm not going to do it. I just, that's a lot of money for Will Zalatoris. He's, he's a good player, but he's not a needle mover. Like, I mean, Brando talked about needle movers. He's a great player. I
2: take a little different view on these, some of these numbers. Yeah. We haven't seen their contract. No. So I don't know who got offered actually what. I mean, we yeah. know Phil, Brooks. Dustin Johnson because they basically told us.
1: Yeah. And so, the Cootie Boys. I mean, Like, you know, for example,
2: the, we yeah. don't know whose money is against their earnings. I know for a fact some of them are. Some of them are.
1: Yeah. And some of them included ownership in a team, too. Absolutely. Right? So there a was a
2: valuation yeah. put on that team value. Who knows what the, the real numbers are. It's significant, though, no doubt about it. But yeah. I, I just have a little different take. I mean, I, I think the, the danger, you know, this – threat to to all professional golf is the incessant talk about money it's just people are sick of it money you know we see the contract of patrick mahomes or lebron james or something but nobody obsesses over it. obsess over their performance and the competition and i mean that's what's going to drive drive the bus at the end of the day so I say the competition and the stars drive the eyeballs. The money doesn't.
0: We'll continue to discuss this. I'm Ed Clements along with Scotty Sayers and our friend Mark Brooks. We're at Dirty Martin's Place. The Longhorns just scored. The defense came through again. Michael Taft from Westlake High School, the former walk-on, intercepted a pass, and Malik Murphy hit A.D. Mitchell for a touchdown. Horns up 28-6. More on golf, more on college football. Come and join us at Dirty Martin's Place on the drag. This is Sports Saturday on KLBJ. Welcome back to uh, the 15th Club on KOBJ Radio. Part of Sports Saturday as we broadcast live from Dirty Martin's Place. Our show proudly brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank with assistance from the Salt Lake Barbecue, the Naughty Deck and Bar at the Austin Renaissance Hotel, Maudie's Tex-Mex, the Muni Conservancy, Donald Ross Sportswear, Adele Goff and by Zilker Belts. Update on the Longhorns. They now lead 28 6. Again, Michael Taft intercepted a pass. The former Westlake Chaparral, who was once a walk on, now a scholarship player. And then moments later, Malik Murphy hit A.D. Mitchell for a touchdown. And the Longhorns are up by 22, with 7.04 to play in this game at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Next up for the Longhorns a battle with kansas state kansas state annihilated and they might have got uh, dana holgerson fired today because kansas state won 41 to nothing before we get back to a discussion about golf and live let's give you a scoreboard from around the country number one georgia statement win today georgia 36 florida 13 638 to play in the fourth quarter uh georgia wa- georgia was won. they haven't lost in about two and a half years But I thought Florida, Scotty, was going to play a little better than they did. But Georgia really sending a message to the country, we ain't dead yet. Yeah, Florida jumped off to a 7-0 lead, and it looked like it might be a game. But,
1: boy, Georgia,
0: they're they're really, really good. They're really good. Number seven, Texas, our team leads BYU 28-6, under seven minutes to play at the stadium. Notre Dame over Pitt 58-7 late in the fourth quarter. Statement win for, for the Irish. And they'll be in a big – they might be in a a good bowl. They'll get a really good bowl. Yeah, they'll get a good bowl. Uh, Number 18, Louisville, is leading number 20, Duke, 23 to nothing. Duke has quarterback trouble. Their quarterback got hurt last week against Florida State. Louisville, a very good team. As they uh, have one loss in conference, they lead 23-nothing late. Tulane, number 22 over Rice, 27-21. Cal Bears lead number 24, USC, 28-23 early in the third quarter number four Florida State over Wake Forest 41-16 the score we've been talking about Kansas upset Oklahoma 38-33 Penn State struggle but they defeat Indiana 33-24 Oregon the Ducks make a huge statement today there they win on the road in Utah 35-6 Scotty and that is a statement win for Bo Nix, Dan Lanning, and all the Oregon Ducks out there. Oregon only one loss a year, and that came at the hands of Washington.
1: Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see if, if the if the Pac-12 team gets the bid with one loss. Yeah. Instead of Texas, maybe? Oh, man. And well, it's going to be num- if, if num- it comes down to that. Yeah, number
0: five, Washington is at Stanford tonight and number three, Ohio State is at Wisconsin as we get you up to date on the scoreboard. But again, Oklahoma lost today. The Longhorns are winning, but Let's just be honest. I know Ben and I will get into it deeply next hour. Yeah, that's not great news for the Texas Longhorns that OU lost today. Back on golf, Brandel Chambly was here. He and his uh, former teammate, Mark Brooks, they we love to talk about the Live Golf Tour. I asked him the question about the merger, and it was kind of like, what merger? Are we going to merge? Are, I say we, Mark Brooks. Is the PGA going to merge with Live anytime soon?
2: I don't think it's a m- true merger, I don't think you'll see I I personally don't think you'll see live golf and the PGA Tour coexisting in any kind of material way. There could be two completely separate tours that remain but they're not going to have a bunch of crossover so you're know, you going to play two weeks on live and three weeks on the PGA Tour and back and forth. That won't happen as far as I can see The interesting part is going to be getting through this whatever they want to call it, this uh, wannabe agreement through the... the
1: Explain m- Partnership, maybe. Explain that, <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> it's an investment slash partnership. I agree with you, Scotty. Yeah. They're, they're, according to Ari Emanuel, who's the head of Endeavor Sports, who just yeah. recently, they completed, a, helped complete a deal with UFC and the WWE that was $21 billion. So, golf... Still, is a very small piece of the sports market world out there. That was that's uh, ultimate fighting and the and the wrestling. Anyway, he stated publicly that there were several several entities that were making bids. Right, and I think that's what. Let's not forget the policy board on the PGA Tour changed. The players have the votes. They actually going to control the purse strings now for a little while. Anyway, and if there's an alternative. Funding source that does not include the Saudis, they're going to jump all over it. Mm. I, I totally believe that.
1: Now, Mark, have we heard that Tigers behind any of these uh, investment? Ti- funds Tigers
2: will- fully involved in the Tomorrow Sports, which is also has the Tomorrow Golf League. That's the you know simulator golf that's going to be on. Mon- mostly yeah. Monday nights, starting in January. Yeah. So that's his big thing.
1: So he's not probably not part of one of these investment groups coming in, whether it's KKR. I or would be shocked if he's
2: not somehow part <laughs> of the new for-profit entity that the PGA Tour and this new partnership develop. They're yeah. going to have to.
1: Yeah, that so- bring them credibility and and. An and maybe, entree to really be strong we've in all, the talks.
2: We've all guessed that's probably if they're going to pay these guys any kind of compensation or retribution for remaining loyal to the tour, that's really their only avenue to let those guys somehow earn some equity in that new for-profit entity.
1: Yeah, and the live uh, tour schedule is starting. To, some of the rumors are starting to come out for next year. Dallas may be a stop. Uh, I was hearing in Las Vegas that there's going to be a live event. At Las Vegas Country Club, Super Bowl week and wow. the Super Bowl wow. is in Las Vegas in February. Yeah, that's a so.
0: second week in February, maybe first week in February. And no Trump.
2: Uh, there, no Trump properties are on the schedule as of now. Really? That is a, that's true. And why is that? That was probably a smart move on their behalf. I mean, <laughs> if they're going to start, you know, cleaning their act up and separating themselves.
1: Well, they. I mean, Trump loves him um, and yeah. has been a part of him. And Durrell wouldn't be a bad side, or you know, I guess they've done. Trump, bad Mister. Bad Mister. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, they've said they're not going back to these places. Okay, so it's pretty. They, they've. That's been pretty clear.
1: So the bottom line is there.
0: We see no crossover play next year at all.
2: I. Well, I see it separate. If, if I was going to crystal ball guess it, I'd say the Saudi money becomes ends up not being in play with the PGA Tour. I think it's going to all get replaced by other funds, other sources. And they're going to continue to try to run the Live League for a little while anyway. So they can. Part of the deal that came out of this, you know, this proposed agreement, they were forced to. How would I say this? Neither side could prevent either side from recruiting their own players. So that had to be taken off the table. So it's fair game. If if Liv wants to come after the tour guys, they they're welcome to. I mean, that was part of the, the Justice Department ruling. Yeah, they had to drop that as part of their their negotiations, or they they weren't going forward. So I see a few more guys going to Liv, and I see you know probably a two or three year window if Liv doesn't you know gain, gain some eyeballs I think they probably close shop
1: yeah and they could be expanding too from the 48 player field up a little bit and maybe a couple of more teams
2: I agree we, we said yeah. that from the get-go if we go back yeah. and listen I said they can go to 60 in a heartbeat yeah so even though they're taking relegating four four players are dropping off they're going to replace them with four new players through a kind of a cockamamie qualifying system uh, but they have room for 12 more Literally, I mean, even their 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 CEO has already said, count on another team for sure, maybe two. So they've got they've got room, and if the guys if they offer them enough money, guys guys will go. I mean, yeah. there's no. Thought. And they're
1: and they're trying to give money back to golf a little bit, Sergio. Uh, not a lot, really. Sergio's got his four kids, ATX coming in here in December. Ed, right, right. And and we were at the dinner last night, Mark and Ed, it, 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 last year. And they donated some money to Muni, a, a lot of it, in fact. And Taylor Gooch is coming in, I know, for uh, the the uh, event. You see, the only one or are they going to have a? Uh, he had a ton of players in last year. Yeah, I just know Taylor Gooch is is involved somehow with some of the kids' endeavors uh, with Sergio's charity. It's probably worth touching on the
2: official world golf rankings that they were denied about two weeks ago, a little less than two weeks ago. Live golf was denied official world golf ranking points. And I wasn't really ever on the fence on that. I mean, the 54 holes, you know, I like the format. I like, you know, in general, I mean, I think shotgun starts kind of make sense. However, they've been, you know, and they could say, well, they're, you know, they've colluded against them. Well, they probably have, of course. But if you're live, you have got to make the changes to get official world golf yeah. rankings or guys really won't come until their careers are kind of over or you're offering them silly money. So they need to make the changes Get world golf ranking points. Then we'll start seeing guys being more recognized. Like Taylor Gooch had a great year. You yeah. can look at his scores. I mean, he beat a, beat a bunch of good players.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so they're talking about the reason that they didn't do it was less than seventy-five players, fifty-four holes,
2: and not enough turnover. You know, only having four guys draw go on and off. They they actually, I I have a problem with how they come up with that number. But it was twenty to twenty-five percent turnover that the. OWGR wanted to see, and I'm like, well, who are you the arbitrator of how much I need to turn over on my tour? If that's a historical fact, fine, but that doesn't make it doesn't make it right. Let's just put it that yeah. way.
0: This is the 15th Club, part of Sports Saturday on KLBJ Radio. Ed and Scotty with Mark Brooks. Ben will be along next hour. we got a special guest next hour. Mitch Morris of the Buffalo Bills, as we'll continue our discussion of Longhorn football. They're under five minutes at the stadium, and the Longhorns lead Brigham Young, 28-6, an absolutely dominating performance by the Texas defense today. Longhorns have done enough offensively uh, to win this game as we're now under four minutes to play. And, again, we may know within an hour or so what time the Longhorn game with K-State will be next Saturday. It will be an 11 o'clock game, a 2.30 game, or more than likely a 6 o'clock game. K-State annihilated Houston today 41 to nothing. K-State They've got two losses. They have one conference loss, and that was at the hands of Oklahoma State. Uh, The other loss was a last-second field goal by Missouri. So this is a very formidable team. A lot of people thought Kansas State would compete with Texas and Oklahoma, and they are competing with Texas and Oklahoma for the top spot of the Big 12. Oklahoma, again, lost today at Lawrence to the Kansas Jayhawks, 38-33. When we come back, more. On the 15th club on KOBJ Radio, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance and by ABC Bank. Back with more right after this. Been a strange football game. Texas got their first score on a Xavier Worthy punt return. Been a ton of turnovers by BYU. The Longhorns have had their own turnovers, but uh, all is well with the Longhorns this afternoon to the stadium as uh, the kick is good for the point after touchdowns. And it's 30. Five to six, and that's good news for the betters out there. That is secure a cover for the Texas Longhorns. did we talk about our friend Harrison Fraser
1: winning on the championship? We Tour? haven't it's talked not.
0: about that. We need to talk wow. about former Longhorn Harrison Frazier winning uh, on the champion. What a great win for
1: Harrison Ray Frazier last last Sunday. We were so happy for him, and he's come close a couple of times and When's the Charles Schwab Cup? Is it uh, the, the playoffs start next week, and then uh, next week, and then next week, right?
2: That was the first playoff event.
1: It
0: was. Okay. He won in Richmond. Oh, he was. You're right because Steve Stricker didn't play. That's didn't, correct. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So good. he got
2: double points. He's he'll move way up and be fully exempt.
1: And that gives him probably a couple years. Two years. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Great news. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how West Shorts faring this year. On and off, I know he's had some injuries, but yeah. uh, had a couple of good tournaments. It's a deal about, you know, uh, Tim Petrovic from Austin still playing well and uh, West,
0: but West has been dealing with some injuries, but that's great news for Harrison Frazier. Uh, Bo Hostler had another strong finish at the Zozo uh, last uh, Saturday night as he tied for second. Colin Morikawa won that tournament in Japan, but a nice a nice finish for, for Bo Hostler. He's, he's making a lot of money, and uh, he, he lives to play
1: another day yeah he won seven hundred forty-eight thousand last week yeah and it's it's a good little haul that's, that's pretty good for your status i don't know with this new reshuffling and how they're doing that mark i mean how that works for next year but
2: it's complicated i'll give you a quick run the top 70 were solid as soon as they finished the playoffs top 70 was over for those guys Everybody else is continuing to play on for the top 125. So 71 through whatever, 200, they're playing for the top 125. And they have, I believe, three, two or three tournaments left.
0: Okay, It's tough to be a Texas Longhorn golfer because uh, next week they're playing. and I guess it's kind of an okay track. The Longhorn golf team is playing at Cypress Point in a two-day event hosted by Stanford. This is the first college tournament I've ever heard it playing. At Fame Cypress Point, among the top three golf courses in the world, or at least the United States, and it's a small field, right?
2: It, it is. I've got the list: it's Auburn, Georgia Tech, Arizona State, Tennessee, Illinois, Pepperdine, and Stanford. So, like, Good six of the eight. Yeah. It's match play. Uh-huh. Gonna, it's all matches, so they're going to, you know, alternate shot, best ball, and then some singles matches. Yeah. So it's a two-day event, and uh, which is great. We have and there's six players from each team, so. Our guys, our six are there that have, that played the last tournament, and uh, hopefully they get some momentum going and have a good time. And well, and morning. the
1: idea is that toughens them, toughens them up for the national championships. If you you know if you qualify into the final eight, that's great experience. Well, we won the Big
2: Twelve right. match play, and so, we
1: did, yeah, just is there, a few is weeks there, ago. Is there TV
0: with that, Mark? I don't know if there's TV with that because
2: there should be.
0: There should be because not many people have seen. We were lucky enough. Ben and Ferris and I are lucky enough to play Cypress Point a couple of summers ago, and it was marvelous, one of the greatest golfing
1: experiences of my life, and every hole is dramatic there. Well, Cork Crenshaw, we do consulting work out there, and so Ben and Bill have tried to uh, keep the committees from meddling with that golf course and and its history. They make little changes from time to time, which is which shows great vision, but they haven't done anything major to disturb the great McKenzie design. No, and I
2: mean that weather's that weather beats it up a little bit. Yeah. So there's there's just time, erosion and things that happen naturally out there. That, yeah. That's some pretty rough weather at times, as well as the most beautiful place on earth. How lucky, do you, lucky guys.
0: How do you rate that in your uh, fa- favorite golf courses in the world, Mark Brooks? I mean,
2: it's top top handful. Yeah. You know, I, I personally can't put one make do one i kind of go by regions and uh you know it's it's certainly up there such a special place so
0: it really is scotty i know it's 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 a special that core crenshaw's a
1: consulting you know guys and everything it is it's hard you know it's hard for me to put a course in the top 10 in my life if i've only played it one time sure which i'm lucky to be able to play at one time but if you play it over and over again you start to learn the nuances and the different things and
2: we we've talked about ratings. I, I had this thought the other day. Well, here's one of the sad parts: a lot of people, even good players, they rate a golf course on what they shot the one time they played it. So if they play poorly that day, like what a cruddy golf course! I'm like, man, it's, it's just so shallow and wrong, uh, you know. And, and there's the reason golf's so great because there's so many different types of tests, from pretty easy and friendly to brutal and tough. We got them all.
0: Yeah. It, it's in my top four. I've been lucky enough to play Augusta National lucky enough to play pine valley lucky enough to play cypress point lucky enough to play royal dornick never played san andrews walk san andrews but those are my top four golf courses and i i don't know if i could put one above any of the others
2: and those are wildly different
0: wildly different golf courses yeah but that pine valley is ranked number one that's tough oh it's a tough golf course
1: yeah i mean my my criteria is if you play a golf course and you and you find it interesting and it makes you want to come back and play it again that's when it starts to kind of creep into your head You yeah. think, i want another shot at that course yeah. if you didn't play good yeah you don't just throw it out and say no that's i agree too hard
0: uh some of the longhorn golfers are trying to get status uh word with the cootie boys will they both be on tour they're
2: there they have they have pga tour cards both wow. of them that official is,
0: that is fantastic what about some of the other guys travis pick cole lammer those guys
2: up uh, Missed missed to qualify by a couple. Cold in. Cold in. And I actually haven't heard from Travis, so I'm sure he's. I, I could dig and find find where he is, but I've got no no worries about Travis. Just it may take him a little time, may take him a year or two, but right. uh, he's going to find his footing. He's got it way is, too much talent.
0: It is so difficult to get on that tour. Mark, did you get on your first first? Uh, go around. I, I
2: did, but it was not easy to stick. I mean, it probably took me a good five years to stick. Yeah. Probably a little easier to keep your card back then or get it back, you know, if you didn't yeah. make the top 125.
0: I, I don't know how they do it this year. I, I know they, they have something with the colleges, the corn ferry. Do they have, well, you said Cole didn't make it, what was the process? Actually, Cole.
2: the qualifying finals, five, five guys are going to get a card. Now, you know, whatever, 140, 50 guys, but it, that, that hasn't been the case. Yeah. So that's kind of new, and I think we're going to see pretty quickly. It's not going to help these guys, you know, Cole and, and the Travis Mix, but we're going to see probably up to five minimum, maybe ten cards coming out of the college Wonderful ranks, juniors Wonderful. or seniors or above. Good. Okay, we got to say
0: goodbye yeah. and get ready for the end zone club. Ben Clements is here uh, on uh, the next hour of the show. We'll take your calls and talk about the Longhorn win over uh, BYU. It's a final. Also a special guest. Mitch Morris of the Buffalo Bills will join us to talk about the Bills they won on Thursday night. Uh, don't go away. News is next here on News Radio 590 KLBJ.